going to be very awkward because I'm now going to talk to the listeners. <laughs> um, it's going to be fine. Okay, let's yeah? go. Yeah. Okay. everyone's like yeah you're just another person yeah nobody cares no. yeah so i miss that controversy <laughs> we had to yeah. hide in our houses yeah and i applied to like 10 universities <laughs> around the world and they weren't even the same course but there was always that feeling of like the majority of people don't accept me and like would try and like harm me somehow forget your emotions they're not real. Hey, hey, and welcome to the fifth episode of Humans of Screen, the podcast of your uh, favorite study association of screen, in which I, Sven Brandenburg, am uh, going to talk to people I find very interesting and would like to know a little bit better, yeah, and to put them into the spotlight. First, thank you again for all the plays on the episode with, uh, with Laura. Um, I got a lot of reactions um, from people that liked the episode and that's so good and even, even fun to hear. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that stimulates us and even myself to go on with the podcast. And I would say um, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, give us five stars, all that kind of stuff. And also share it, of course, with your uh, fellow off-screener and, uh, and thanks. Okay, that's done now for promotion. Um, let's go on with this fifth episode. I'm going to talk to someone who is a first year's media and information student. That's true. That's true. Um, who is from Egypt. Yes. And who actually signed up for Offscreen to go to the Berlinale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the film festival in Berlin. Um, it's Yahya. It's me. Hello. Hey, hey. It's so funny that you basically signed up for Oscar just I know. to go to Berlin. I know, yeah, because uh, I I was interested in, in signing up for Offscreen actually from the beginning because okay. I had a few friends in it and they said that it was a good opportunity. Yeah. So I was already <laughs> thinking about it, but then my friend was like, hey, let's go to Berlin. And she said yeah. that I have to be a member of Offscreen. So I was just like, yeah. how much is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I joined and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Everyone is super, super nice. Are you actually kind of a, a movie freak or not? Uh, I wouldn't say so, no. no. Uh, I do appreciate movies, but that wasn't like the reason I got into no. media. Okay. And what was your highlight from the, from the trip? From the trip? Yeah. Uh, so it's already three months ago, but... Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, well, the, I think the most important thing that happened was when i had a flight to catch remember when i yeah whoa okay <laughs> so you, so yeah you can tell it i was that weekday the clothing store and then they had a sign that they were flying out random people to stockholm for the input on their brand and they agreed to fly me out from berlin because i was going to be in berlin and then fly me back to amsterdam and then i went and the trains in Germany don't go as frequently as they do here. <laughs> so I couldn't get to the airplane on time. Yeah. And I already said to everyone, hey, is it okay if I leave early? And they were like, yeah. And then I packed my suitcase and left. And then I came back and everyone's like, did you forget something? And I was like, no, I just missed my flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like really judging me. They're like, you could have just gotten an Uber. And I yeah. was like, no, I was stressed out. Yeah. And, and I just met you on the street somewhere. Yeah. And I was like stressing yeah. out so much. And it was so funny to see you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I ran into you first. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How are you? 
I am good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm Are you good. Sur- still surviving your first year at the university? Yes, very much still functional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, um, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, because I can imagine that it's, it's your first year. Yeah. It can be hard. Yeah, it was quite um, challenging because in school, we in Egypt, we would yeah. just do like very scientific classes. Mm-hmm. Like we never did anything like that's related to media or like any humanities or any arts or anything but i did it i did really well on science like i did really well yeah but i was like it's not really for me so i want to explore something different and Mm. i had no idea what to expect okay and i expected the course uh media information yeah to be a little bit more practical but like it's really really philosophical and it's Mm -hmm, like there's so mm -hmm. much to read there's so much to interpret and understand and that's kind of been really challenging because i never i never had experience in that field no but it's still quite interesting yeah i still still enjoy it yeah yeah you you just came to amsterdam yeah i just came to Amsterdam. um well let's first start with um well start with your name yeah. Yahya. Yahya. Is that like a very typical Egyptian name? I'd say it's a common name, yeah. yeah? There's a lot of Yahyas in Egypt, mm-hmm. especially like recently. There's been a lot of, like before growing up, I was like the only Yahya, and then now it's become a popular name. So I guess you could say I have some influence. Are both of your parents from Egypt? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and just start with the Egypt. How is life in Egypt? Very different. Yeah. Let me tell you. I can yeah. Imagine. Uh, it's, it's smaller. It's not as diverse. Mm-hmm. It's very close-minded. Yeah. It's very, um, harsh on minorities such mm-hmm. as myself. Yeah. So that was kind of like why I wanted to move out. I've always wanted to move out of Egypt because yeah. life there isn't very comfortable mm-hmm. for gay people. Yeah. But yeah, my uncle, uh, was living here at the time because he was doing his master's here and then he's oh in the, in the Netherlands yeah yeah oh, he wow. was doing his master's and now he's just he lives here he just works okay so he was like really trying to help me out with it because he he knew about everything and he knew that my situation would be a lot better here yeah and yeah my parents let me come here which a lot of parents in Egypt wouldn't do they want their son to be next to them in the country marry an Egyptian woman yeah and just support them until they die <laughs> and that's yeah so I have to be really grateful that my parents actually you know helped yeah. me and supported is it, is me financially. still that controversial yes it's quite bad mm. it's getting better okay but here's the thing this is kind of why I started um, I wanted to study uh, media information mm-hmm. Because in the past five years or so, I really saw the potential of media and the internet and representation. Yeah. I saw the potential of that to actually bring people closer to like acceptance of whatever it be like LGBT people yeah. or whatever. Just like groups of people who were not accepted before in Egypt. Because the thing is, people there just don't see those groups of people ever Mm -hmm. so they never understand they never have experiences with them so they just are very very critical and are very very judgmental about them okay but in the past five years there's been a lot of lgbt representation a lot of um talk about it on social media okay and it helped a lot so i was i was like this should be interesting like i could try and do something and i was thinking of maybe like trying to do something for my society back in Egypt at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. It's a bit ambitious, but that was kind of like 
my end goal yeah. going into it. Oh, your end goal. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is it also because of, of course, uh, I don't know if you remember that, but eight years ago, there was the Egyptian revolution, yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was 11, but I very much yeah. still remember it. Do you even, do you, yeah, do you even remember some, some events? Of it? Yes, it was really, it was really tough. We had to yeah. hide in our houses. Really? Because, yeah, there were like shooters on the streets all the time. Yeah. And people had to leave like the, like every, like dad in his house had to leave his family behind and go down mm. to like defend the building like everybody did that and i remember we had to close all the lights some people had to put couches behind their chairs it's, wow yeah it was quite intense that's heavy yeah it was quite heavy for but the, for um, the few people that actually don't know what the egyptian revolution was it was in, in eight years ago when you yeah, were 11. 2011 yeah and there were like like the actually like young people decided to to do demonstrations and marches and occupations against the yeah the presidency the of president, Mubarak yeah, actually yeah, the government the people the government the yeah yeah and that Mubarak that, was president for over thirty years yeah <laughs> which uh, indeed but then again this I don't know if you know this but now we have a president who also is from the military. Like when he was elected, we were like, okay, now we have hope for Egypt. Things need yeah. to change. This can't happen again. We need to, we need to sort out the corruption that's going on. And then he had four years in his first term. He was reelected. I voted for him. Mm -hmm. And then his eighth year just finished and he's still in office. Oh. So oh, oh, oh. now everyone's like, well, we feel stupid now. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna do the same thing, you think? Yeah. No, I don't know. I really don't know. Egyptian politics is very hard for me to understand, and it's really hard for me to support any s certain party or any certain candidate because they all have very typical Egyptian views. Yeah. So even voting for him, I was like, I really don't agree with this guy, but he's like the most okay person. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's just the that's, way to put it. That's a hard it. Situ situation, yeah. actually. And it yeah. happens a lot. It doesn't happen just in Egypt. Like, even the presidential elections in the U.S., that was kind of it with, like, Trump yeah. and Hillary. Yeah. It happens a lot, and it's it's kind of tough to make those decisions. I can imagine that. And then it just all can go to shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and how did you... Well, you were, you were just 11, but how did, how did you feel after those revolution? Were you, like, happy that Mubarak was 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 gone or why there, there were also like I, I wrote it down hun hundreds of people who were yeah. killed and thousands of people who were yeah. injured yeah i can't imagine that, that that this this whole situation has two sides yeah two faces yeah it was um again i was 11 so i was yeah, quite young so i didn't really understand the no. politics that well yeah but my parents didn't really like to put on the news that much because no. it was very depressing yeah, <laughs> it was really yeah, depressing. So we didn't really like to see it. There was a lot no. of deaths, a lot of tragedies. Yeah. So we really didn't like to see it. Mm -hmm. um, as far as things getting better, I think it kind of like opened up people's eyes to like how things should be. Yeah. But then again, like the main issue is that most Egyptians are just ignorant. Like ignorance is the issue in mm -hmm. the end. And it's because we have a like the educational level there is just really not sufficient <laughs> it's really inadequate okay so it's hard to it's hard to make progress yeah with uh such a big population and when the like majority of the population is ignorant and hasn't had proper education and doesn't actually know 
what the best thing to do for the country is. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. No. <laughs> I don't know it how to. It would be amazing, though. Yeah, I would love to fix it yeah. if I could. Yeah. But a funny, um, I don't know if we can talk about this, but hopefully. Uh, a funny conspiracy <laughs> about the Egyptian revolution. Okay. I think this is fun. Mm-hmm. So the revolution happened in January 2011. Yeah. In like December 2010 or something, mm-hmm. there was the period before that, everybody was smoking hash. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was just like... Why? Because it was just very... It was everywhere. It was really abundant. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the government knew about it. And they were fine with it. And they kind of just like turned a blind eye. Yeah. And everybody was just doing it on their lunch breaks and whatever. Yeah. So everyone was just doing... Normal people, working class. Uh, everybody was just doing it. Yeah. And then 2010, like this, around December, mm-hmm. the government wiped out all of the, all of the hash in the country. Yeah. So this is a very, very <laughs> popular conspiracy mm. that people were just relying on it to like accept the country on how it was. And then after <laughs> they were like, yo, this isn't okay. Wow. Yeah. I love telling people this story yeah. because I just <laughs> think it's a very fun conspiracy. But do you, do you believe it or not? I think it was definitely one of the factors yeah. personally. Yes. Because I know people from that period, mm-hmm. like, I would hear stories from my uncle. I would hear stories from people like they believe it. They think it's true because everyone was just doing it. And when you just can't do it and get, can't get access to it anymore, it can fuck you up. It can make you realize things that you didn't want to realize. Wow. Yeah. What a funny story. Yeah. (laughs) Never heard it actually, but, uh, well, there you go. But there, there I go. Yeah. Um, one, actually one more question about that whole revolution. Do do you think it, it affected your life? Or the way you're living right now or something like that? I don't think it really affected my life. I think it mostly affected um, people in the working class and like maybe mm. like lower middle class um, because there were a lot of, um, what is it called, when you <laughs> give supplements to people like for food and stuff mm-hmm. for yeah. poor people. That happened and yeah, there's not like I didn't experience much because I will no, say I'm kind of, of like privileged person yeah. when it comes to Egyptians. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't, I wasn't affected by it that much. And also my dad doesn't work in Egypt. He works in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. So like the income from my family wasn't even in Egypt. It was no. in Saudi Arabia. So okay. I did, wasn't really affected by it yeah. that much. Okay. Can imagine that, and and also indeed you already uh, t- talked about it about since you're gay indeed and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Don't you think that you're now living more like a free person or that kind of stuff? Yes, not for even sure. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, here. Yeah, in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think the revolution had any impact no. on that, really. <laughs> that wasn't really the goal that people were trying to no, yeah. achieve. No. no, they don't care either no. still. But uh, yeah, for sure. Now it's so much better. Uh, yeah, it was mainly the reason. Because there it's very like, I was very controversial. Mm-hmm. It was really, uh, I wasn't, people weren't huge fans of me <laughs> there in Egypt. I obviously still had like a small group of friends who were mm-hmm. just like, just had a little comfort bubble. Okay. But uh, there was always that feeling of like, the majority of people don't accept me and like would try and like harm me somehow. Yeah. So it was like really, really liberating coming here. Yeah. But it's also, 
it's also kind of boring <laughs> because here I'm just really not special. <laughs> like there yeah, I was controversial. I had the power to like piss people off. Mm -hmm. Here everyone's like, yeah, you're just another person. Yeah. Nobody cares. No. Yeah. So I miss that controversy. <laughs> I miss Whoa. it. I miss it. That's I just such miss a the weird attention. Sentence, actually, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's yeah. I I really cannot imagine that you cannot accept it or that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. But it's it's not Egypt. There's a lot of work to be done everywhere. So yeah, it's, there's only a handful of countries that are actually as accepting as the Netherlands. That's true. Yeah. A side question: Is your boyfriend actually also from Egypt? He's Dutch. He's Dutch. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. How how is how is having a relationship with a, with a Dutchie? Um, well, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a huge culture difference. Yeah, of yes, course. because Egyptians are very emotional and very dramatic, and Dutch <laughs> people are very emotionless. <laughs> They don't talk about emotions, so that was mm. that was the major difference that we had. Okay, but other than that, I think it's really nice. It's really nice to. Um, learn about different cultures from other people because I'm part of his life. I've met his family. I've learned some Dutch from him and his friends. And nice. he's learned uh, some stuff, I hope, from my culture. Uh, but yeah, there's it's just uh, yeah, there's nothing special about it. Just a Dutch guy are, and an Egyptian are, are guy. Are the emotions the biggest differences? Is, is that the biggest difference between those two countries? No, no, it's just your attitude about life. It's different. Mm. You really deal with things differently. Arabs are very, I would say, impulsive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're very, um, this is kind of a, like, I'm not, don't mean to generalize or anything. Of course, but yeah. Stereotypes are real. I do believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dutch people are just more laid back. Mm -hmm. They don't have to stress about stuff as much. Because in Egypt, you really have to, like, be at the top of your game to get anywhere so you really have this angry you just you just get angry very easily you have these goals and you have to achieve them the way you want and if things don't go your way you get really mad but i think in the netherlands it's like whatever happens you're going to be fine in the end that's mm -hmm. kind of the outlook that people have on life here which i've been trying to adapt more because it's yeah. just so much better to have yeah but uh yeah in egypt it wasn't really um possible Because sometimes I would like to think that way, but then my parents would be like, oh, you have to study and get a degree and get a good job and get married. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're kind of like that. Get married, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so controversial, but yeah. it's still, still the truth. What, what's happening there? It is there? the truth. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it is there. That's, do you, do you the have to go back to Egypt? Yeah, I was there for Christmas. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'm going back in June Okay. for like a month. Mm -hmm. Because uh, It's I'm not that long, actually. What? going for a month only to yeah Egypt. yeah but i i think if i went for longer than a month <laughs> you're going crazy <laughs> yeah i would go a little bit crazy because yeah. i just i kind of already really got used to living here mm. even though it's been like eight months yeah but yeah i think a month is enough I'll, i'll meet my friends i'll meet my family send them my love and be like okay see you next year yeah bye <laughs> bye <laughs> And then uh, after your yeah your Egypt life, you yeah. went to to Amsterdam. You already told yeah. kind of why Amsterdam, but why Amsterdam? Well, for several reasons. First of all, why why, why the Netherlands actually? That's why the Netherlands? Because because my other options were 
I wanted to go to an English-speaking country. Oh yeah. Uh, the UK and the US and Canada mm -hmm. very expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Education like is very expensive. It's like if you want to go to the UK, it's like twenty thousand pounds for international students, yeah. and here it's like half that or even less than half yeah. of that, which is already so much better. Yeah, doable. Yeah, and also just because Amsterdam is so diverse, and it's just mm -hmm. I visited a few times before moving here. Okay. And I kind of like really liked it. And my uncle lives here, so I won't feel too homesick. You know, if I miss home, I can just visit, which is it's really nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just very diverse. It's, it's a really fun city, Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And everyone is just really international. So there was never like the language barrier where like people don't speak English. Yeah, that's almost, nice. almost everyone in Amsterdam yeah. speaks English, which is nice. They were also then interested in, in the media you, you told me about. Yeah. And why especially this study then? What, media information? Yeah. Well, I didn't look into what I wanted to study that much. Okay. I was just like, this seems like a good option. I'm just going to go for it because I yeah. took a gap year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I applied to, to like 10 universities <laughs> around the world and they weren't even the same course <laughs> because I was so wow. indecisive. I didn't know what to study and it stressed me out so much. I got accepted into all of them. I didn't go to any of them because I just didn't want to make that choice. I was like, I need to like explore myself for yeah. like one more year and then choose. Wow. And I don't regret it because I feel like I, I wasn't ready to go into it. I just no. wouldn't have been, um, I wouldn't have worked as hard as I am now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been satisfied or motivated because I feel like I would have just made like a decision that I wasn't confident in. So I think I should have just waited it out. Mm. And even now I have doubts about my course and I think that's fine. Like I've just been like realizing more that it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Like I'll just figure it out as I go. Like uni, you, you're still exploring yourself yeah. at university. So it's fine. What kind of courses did you sign up for? <sighs> here, here. <laughs> okay, here we go. I sign up for sociology in one Like, no, in a couple of universities. Yeah. And economics in the other half. And I was also considering graphic design. Completely unrelated. Economics. Really. What? I know, I know. And then I did media. So. But media is <laughs> Is this the right decision? I don't know. No. We'll find out. No one knows. No one knows. Um, but but did, did you find out after those, well, you said eight months? Yeah. You want you want to do something with it because yeah. you you already talked about your end goal. Yeah. Um, is it done also job wise or or are you still exploring figuring out? I'm still figuring it out. I don't know uh, what kind of job I want at the moment. Still. No, no. I'm still because first year like the course is very very broad. There's yeah. so many things that mm -hmm. are completely different. Yeah. So. Like I'm doing a class now, which is like the last class and I'm still exploring like television because <laughs> I didn't explore in the beginning because in the beginning I wanted to explore film more. Oh yeah. So I feel like I still don't even have enough knowledge to choose what I want to do. Hmm. But like we, we obviously do make more decisions to, um, kind of personalize the course to like what we want to do. Mm -hmm. And that starts like second year. And I've been, I, I'm going to do the new media track instead of oh, yeah. the, what is it media and culture track something like that it's just like <laughs> basically more film or television okay. or more like new media oh yeah which i'm focusing more on new yeah. media all right that's a new a new track in the yeah. yeah yeah i heard yeah. something about that 
Um, maybe it's it's kind of a also a very broad question, but do you live for something, or where do you live, or do you have a passion, or um, yeah, what are you up to right now? I am not up to anything special, but I I guess I could say that I'm kind of passionate about social. Um, I don't know social activism, like st just mm -hmm. just anything that. I've always been like really big on trying to improve social situations in Egypt, especially because when I was there, I was trying to like help and like, yeah, I don't know, educate people as much as I can mm -hmm. here. There's not much space to do that because it's already quite progressive. Um, but I will say that it's still my passion. I do want to like influence people in a way mm -hmm. and make things like solve problems like societal problems wow yeah that's, that's kind of a goal uh, i know it's a bit saying. scary <laughs> love it love it yeah big 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 dreams that's all always yeah the best, yeah right? you kind of have to right just yeah. uh fake it till you make it right as yeah as they say but but uh, if i'm asking you where are you going to be in five years you don't have an answer no idea no. no 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 maybe maybe that's that's good yeah i think it's okay yeah i think it's don't plan fine. your way to uh triangle I mean, it's good to have ambitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have very broad ambitions. I'd like to have more specific ones, but I think that's just, I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah. If you're being hit uh, by a tram. Okay. <laughs> in 50 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're a headliner in the news. Okay. What are they going to say about you? In Egypt or here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, w I want to hear the difference then. Um, uh, or how would you, how would they describe you? You hope <laughs> in Egypt, it would be like <laughs> disruptor of societal morals <laughs> hit by a tram, huge victory for the country or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. no, I'm sure it's not that bad, no. but I don't know. Um, in 50 years, I don't know. I'd like to have at least like a flattering photo of me i don't know what they would say yeah. about me because i don't know what i would say about myself <laughs> no, in 50 years no you it's, even don't know i don't if, know what i'm gonna be years. doing no yeah no. i don't know okay um we're already at the last question oh okay and we already like talked for half a half an hour oh wow it went very fast yeah um The last question I, I'm asking everyone okay. is um, what is a lesson that someone ever taught you and that you want to tell to everyone who is now listening? Uh, I would say my uncle told me this because he realizes, <laughs> because he's been kind of, he's very westernized now because he's been living here for a while. Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't make decisions based on emotions which is very important for people like me who come from Egypt because we're just very driven by emotions, which yeah. isn't the most clever thing. And that I was struggling with like my decisions to study something like, I don't know, my course. I just having uh, a trouble figuring out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I had to just kind of let go of the emotions and just like pick something and just like really hands on and just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so you. So just forget your emotions. They're not real. <laughs> That's a good last sentence to end this uh, interview. Thanks. Yahya. You're welcome. It was uh, was fun to talk to you. Yeah, it was nice. to uh, learn something about Egypt. Yeah. And about your life, actually. Yeah, lovely conversation. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye.
Bye. <laughs> no. That was fun. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so.